Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Thursday to you. I believe we are on the seventh day of April. Never a day of rest, it seems, in the new America. It's crazy. Some of you still think we're living in Reagan's America, and we're really not. I think it's time that we get honest about that so we can actually show up for the battle at hand. And as most of you know, I'm a mother, uh, a very protective mama. I'm also a mother to many children who are not my biological children. I'm also a new grandmother. So I have a lot at stake here. (laughs) And I have a lot uh, invested in my own child and in others' children and in this country. And so do you. And I hear from you guys on the regular about what's happening in the education system. And it, to me, I really, I refer to it today as an industrial complex because that's what it is. And it actually has been for years. It is a cesspool of bureaucracy where more money gets thrown at education than we could possibly imagine. Yet we are producing, um, you know, I hate to say it guys, but we are producing, you know, social justice warriors and it's kind of like a reverse social engineering for this country to really incrementally take us down. And the victims are our children, honestly. And the system wants you to believe that you don't have a right or a voice or that you don't have people who are actually going to defend you and this cause, and you do. So needless to say, the fight for our children is underway and growing more intense by the day. You have a weaponized DOJ who have you on a domestic terror list as a parent for simply uh, questioning your uh, your best your school's best practices, right? Much less their policy. Uh, and all of these have seemed to pave the way, including this weaponization of the DOJ, uh, for a much more egregious and sinister, what I refer to as a geopolitical conspiracy against the American children. Uh, and remember, there's a difference bef- between a conspiracy theory and an actual conspiracy, right? And I do believe that's what we're living through right now. And this platform, again, is here to inspire you, to inform you, to encourage you, to un- undergird you, and to uh, help point you in the direction of of help, of assistance, of people who are actually fighting on the front lines. Yesterday, I had uh, America First Legal's John Zdrozny on. We talked about immigration, what's going on at the border. You've got administrative amnesty that's you know being shoved through uh, this administration right now with regard to illegal aliens. It is super egregious. It's a dereliction of duty, not to mention what's happening with our doctors right now in this country, which completely aligns what's what's happening with what's happening with your children in your public and private school systems where parents are being targeted to um, biologically alter beginning with children's minds, right? About who they are biologically and their sexual identity to be translated into a gender, right? So doctors are being extorted by this administration as well. And there's only one entity I know of that is really uh, spearheading the legal battle in this country and and really uh, on the landscape of lawfare, as you've heard me call it many times. 
and that is America First Legal. And that is spearheaded by Stephen Miller. Uh, I encourage you to follow their efforts, uh, get involved, support their efforts with resources if you can. Uh, Definitely share their efforts amongst your communities. Uh, It's very important to understand who the Davids are going up against the Leviathan that we're dealing with right now. So today we're joined by another America First defender who has been on the front lines of the battle of parents uh, against the education industrial complex. His efforts were first brought to my attention regarding the Loudoun County parent who was, uh, you know, subsequently removed from a board of education meeting by the police after learning that his child had been sexually raped, uh, raped in a, in his, in her school by a transsexual student who had been known to have issues as well as other sexual, um, crimes that were committed in this particular school district that were hidden. We're talking about an obstruction of justice on behalf of your boards of education which is unbelievable to me, right? So in Loudoun County, this seems to be like ground zero for all things parent battle against the Leviathan. But as you're going to hear today, this is spreading across the country. And it's really important for you to understand the malignancy that you're dealing with. So Ian Pryor is a senior advisor at America Legal First. He is the uh, executive director for Fight for Schools, chief executive officer at Headwaters Media, and co-founder of DailyMalarkey.com. Boy, we got a lot of that going on. He was also part of Donald Trump's Department of Justice. Ian, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So you are, you've got the bullhorn on this and I've had you in one of my spaces before. Uh, it was great. Very informative. Parents are just, you know, just excited that there's someone who's bringing this to the attention of the American people. But I got to tell you, people also feel um, demoralized because they are afraid of ending up on a Department of Justice terror list. Uh, They are afraid of an FBI visitation for being concerned or challenging their school boards. So tell me about what's going on in Loudoun County right now, the work that you all are doing, uh, and also Wisconsin. I want to switch over to that too. Yeah, absolutely. So Loudoun County is really a fire that's been raging for, for well over a year. Um, it really started out with with an enemies list uh, created on Facebook about you know last March, um, where you had school board members, you had teachers, administrators, you had our Commonwealth prosecutor as part of that group, and you know there was a call to action to you know really plot against parents that were opposed to critical race theory in schools. And what happened is something like sixty to seventy parents were listed for speaking at school board meetings for a variety of reasons, right? It could be against critical race theory in schools, could be for opening schools, could be for First Amendment protections for teachers and students. Uh, And that really motivated me and other parents out here to take action against the school board that had just been completely irresponsive and irresponsible in being part of that. Uh, So we launched six removal efforts um, to remove our, our school board. Uh, that's something that's a little different here in Virginia than it is in other parts of the country where you actually have to have a recall election. We actually have to go through the court. So it is lawfare, uh, as you say. And back in October, one of those school board members resigned after we had some success on, on our court motions. And we're currently in court with two more school board members. Uh, we are also dealing with you know a ton of other issues here from you know the school's 
uh, really being hijacked by outside forces to inject critical race theory into not just their their teacher trainings and you know how they teach, but also into you know admissions processes for the the STEM academy out here. And then of course you have the the gender ideology, uh, where in August they passed a, a policy that allows students to um, use the bathrooms and locker rooms of the gender they identify with, requires teachers and students to refer to other students by their preferred pronouns. And most egregiously uh, in the regulation, it basically says that parents do not have the right to know about their child's gender status unless that child gives the school permission. Um, So those are all the things that we're dealing with here. You know, we have had a little bit of success with the school board lately. They are starting to to move a little bit more towards parent participation, town halls, some of the things we've been asking for. Okay. But on those big issues, it, you know, it remains at a standstill. Right. Okay. So I, I want to go over, like I, I have in my hand, uh, one of your tweets. If you guys are not following Ian on Twitter, you need to be. I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know where to tell people to go to follow you there, but I'm certain you're there. Are you there as well on Facebook? No, I, yeah, I don't really do Facebook. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, but on Twitter, you guys, this is where it's all, you know, new and hot breaking, uh, information. But, um, yeah, I pulled your Loudoun County Public Schools policy, uh, 840. I think it says it reserves the right to, uh, right, the rights of transgender and gender expansive students. So this is an actual book now that, that teachers, this is now policy of the school. Is that right? That's correct. Unbelievable. I mean, when did we, when did gender expansive, like I'm telling you, Ian, the left is literally, they are the best. I said this with John yesterday. They are the best with manipulating words to the point where just this vocabulary suddenly alters overnight, right? Where, where it, it, it kind of dumps things down for people where it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's a matter of choice. And so it's expansive. We're, we're expanding the horizon on, uh, on, on gender, right? But this is, this is this stuff is insane. Hold on, I have another one. You've got confidential and supportive approaches, which you just uh, told us about. That this is like a matter of parents don't have to know, students don't have to tell, and privacy and confidentiality are critical for transgender students who have families that do not support or affirm their gender identity. Disclosing a student's gender identity can pose imminent safety risks such as losing family support or housing. And it goes on and on and on. Now, can we please get into the constitutionality of parents, yeah. right, being able, and, and not only able, but parents uh, who have a constitutional right to be uh, engaged in their, uh, in their kids' education, not to mention how someone is informing their sexuality. That's right. I mean, the Supreme Court has, has stated that the oldest liberty right the oldest liberty right in the 14th Amendment is the right of the family, is the right of parents to be in charge of the upbringing of their children. Now, look, we understand that when you're dealing with this 14th Amendment and you're dealing with parents versus schools, there are certain things that schools are just going to do. So a parent can't necessarily go in there and say, well, you're teaching evolution. You know, that that's against my 14th Amendment right. But when you're dealing with specific situations here that deal with the health, welfare, of your child, that that is that right is extremely clear. And when you get to the point where parents do not get to know what is going on with their child's health, that is a violation. And look, you know, in Loudoun County, for example, 
parents need to write a permission slip for the school nurse to administer Tylenol. Okay, so they need to know right. if the kid is getting Tylenol. Right. But if the child is saying, you know, I want to be a boy now, I want to be referred to as, you know, a different name, uh, a different pronoun, a different gender, yeah. parents don't have a right to know unless the student gives them that. And so where does this go, right? I mean, let's say you have a six, seven, eight-year-old, you know, they're looking at all these books in the library, which would show, you know, right. a five-year-old coming home and saying, I'm a boy now. And the parents say, well, you know best. Uh, you know, they start getting this stuff in their mind and right. if they decide for whatever reason, well, I want to be a boy now. Right. Now it's, you know, they've already learned this from school. Um, the school will not allow the parents to know without the child's consent. Maybe the child says, I don't want to tell my parents. Now the child is living a double life. Right. He's at school or he's at school and, and, you know, she's living as a boy. She goes home. She's living as a girl. What does that lead to? Next thing you know, she's going to start trying to figure out a way to get puberty blockers, right. testosterone treatment. And that leads down a very, very dark path. So when they're in their 20s or 25, 30, where are they now? What is their mental state? What is their physical state? A lot of these medications, I mean, they're off-label. Let's be clear. These are off-label medications. They lead to significant health risks, right. stroke. Um, high blood pressure, heart attack, depression, um, all kinds of things that, you know, really could be sending a child down the wrong path when they're, when they're just, you know, six, seven, eight, 12, 14, and they don't have the ability to, to think ahead and to think, what is, what is this going to be like when I'm, you know, 40 years old or 50 years old and can't have children? Sure. So as a parent, <laughs> who the worst thing I had to contend with really with my daughter in school was, you know, and it really wasn't that much. I mean, I homeschooled her for a, a very large portion of her educational career. Uh, but by the time she moved into high school, I did move her into a Christian uh, private school. And, you know, it was a matter of, is she wearing the wrong color earrings with her uniform? You know, it, but it was never a matter of who are you? You know, who, what is your biological assignment? Much less have teachers, you know, talking about their sexual persuasion or their marital status in classrooms. You know, it's no one's business. And so, you know, I'm wondering as a matter of, you know, you're talking about a couple of things here, right? You're talking about your first amendment with regard to your religious freedom. So what is your advice to parents who are attempting to exercise or assert this constitutional right, uh, whether it's public or private? I know I understand private school students really, I, in my humble opinion, they get the raw end of the deal, mainly because people say, well, you have a choice, you know, take your money and go somewhere else. But if you realize who's actually, you know, spearheading the efforts of overhauling the entire private school system, uh, you know, a la NAIS, then you understand it's, that's not as easy as one would think to just pick up and move to another institution because all of these people are in the same, you know, boat. And so what, what is the strategy for a parent? I mean, how, how do we, aside from how do people get involved with America, uh, first legal? Uh, I think yesterday John was, you know, he addressed um, IG, AGs and IGs and all of this. And, and I think, you know, I heard from some people last night who were like, well, what do we do to coalesce? Do we, do we come together and fortify and, and have almost like a, um, a, uh, a, you know, a, a major civil suit uh, against our school systems and go through America Legal First, you know, America First Legal? What do we, what do, we do? What do parents do? Where do they go? Well, that, that's a great question. And, and I, you know, I've always used this 
you know, this sort of step process where, I mean, one, you need to activate, you need to investigate, you need to communicate, right? So once you're activated, once you understand what is going on, you're not going back, right? You're not going to say, well, we're going to ignore that. So you need to activate. You need to say, listen, I'm going to take this on. It's going to come with risks. You're going to be alienated from people that, you know, are on the other side of this issue. You know, the people that are far on the other side of this issue are going to attack you for all sorts of things. Um, You you need to be able to to push past that. Then you need to be able to investigate, right? And that that requires sending Freedom of Information Act requests, sending um, PPRA requests. Now, that's a federal law that allows parents to inspect all instructional materials for their children, which includes teacher trainings. And that's one of the things that we're doing at America First Legal is really ramping up our PPRA work and helping parents that need help to get access to those materials. Because once you have those materials, then you can communicate it to everybody else and grow the the coalition bigger. Because as people start to see these things, they realize the lack of control that they have as parents when they send their children through those two doors. And then the, the last piece, uh, you know, it's it's activate, investigate, communicate and litigate. And when you have to, you know, when when there's no other choice, uh, you need to take these these school systems to court. I mean, there's yeah. there's no other way to do it. You can go, you can you know, you can win elections, but they're up against the educational industrial complex, as you say. Right. And so that's another area where America First Legal um, is working to to bring litigation, bring actions on these issues to ensure that school systems are are complying with the United States Constitution, with the right. Bill of Rights, with parents' rights to be in charge of their child's upbringing. You know, we it's actually yesterday was America First Legal's one-year anniversary, and we are ramping up. I mean, you know, there is so much incoming for us from parents everywhere, and, you know, that is what we're there for. We are here to help parents enforce their rights, whether it's through oversight like PPRA requests or Freedom of Information Act request to, you know, the Department of Justice or HHS, um, but also litigation in in courts where, you know, we think that we can we can make some real change. Excellent. I love it. Where can people go to uh, to donate, to uh, volunteer, to, you know, just learn more about you guys and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So aflegal.org is our website. I encourage everybody to go there, you know, donate if you can, support our efforts. Those efforts are going to support parents all across the country. Um, if you have something, if you if you want help with a PPRA request or you think that your school system is, you know, imposing these ideologies in violation of your constitutional rights and, you know, you're willing to put your name on a lawsuit or be part of a lawsuit, uh, email us at info at aflegal.org. Perfect. Love it. Ian, thank you. Keep up the good work, sir. I appreciate you and all the efforts that you and Stephen and the rest of you guys are doing over there. And happy anniversary. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, guys. So uh, I'm going to read some things to you from Ian's piece uh, that was uh, highlighted in Fox uh, Fox, uh, News. And this is what really caught my attention. I mean, I understand the craziness is going on in Loudon, and and Loudon has kind of become like the beacon of crazy. Uh, with honestly, uh, for me at least, and and I don't have a a child in school anymore, but I have, but I do, I am, I am a participant in this country, right? And I'm very clear that the left understands that it quote takes a village, right? But the, but their village. Uh, assertions are that you're going to all become homogenized. That is their definition of a village. And now you're all going to become who knows what, like it's, it's not even a rainbow anymore. It's like, it's just one color, 
of just mush is what's happening. So individualism, you know, uh, the way you're created by God, uh, unalienable rights, you know, all, all of those things are now at stake and they're all up for grabs according to a very small portion of the left. I want to remind you of that. They are not the majority whenever it comes to this. You are still the majority, right? And I really think it's time that we start to act like it. And there are people out there doing very good work in order to champion this cause with you, right? As you just heard from Ian Pryor of America First Legal. So again, I encourage you to go there and follow those guys and support their efforts. But you guys are going to love this. So, all right, here we go. You've got, we're talking about hijacking hijacking education. Yep, absolutely. Okay, here we go. They have white privilege tests at one particular school in Wisconsin. I'm not really sure what that looks like, but I'd love to see it. If anyone has a white privilege test, could you please email that to me at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. I want to see how I fare on the white privilege test. Um, To heterosexual privilege checklists, checklists. So if anyone has a copy of the checklist, please send me my heterosexual privilege checklist. So if you could combine them, though, that would save more trees. So if you could find a way to print something out and mail it to me, that would be great. White privilege tests and heterosexual privilege checklists. Okay. To teacher trainings that urge students to high gender transitions from their parents, woke bureaucrats in the Badger State have launched an all out assault on parental rights. Yes, that is very true. That is exactly what is happening. Okay. So this is, this, uh, Eau began to show its radicalizing, uh, hand in earnest earlier this month. Three candidates for school board shared a teacher training presentation that proclaimed facil- this is, I quote, facilitators guide this discussion about sexual and gender identity. Remember, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. Uh, that knowledge must be, must be earned. Stunningly, both the superintendent and the school board president fully defended the training. So as a mother, here's how I've earned that right. Every single little stretch mark on my hips or my thighs are my right. Those nine months of pregnancy are my, and I'm not a birthing person. I'm a mama. I'm a mother, right? Uh, breastfeeding my child gave me the right delivering my child through through childbirth if you have adopted a child you don't have to be a biological parent in order to assert this right if you have legally uh, adopted a child if you are a sane human being and you are standing in for someone in a maternal or paternal capacity you have a right to be involved and to understand and to otherwise know what your child or children's sexual identity biologically what that is about sexual and gender identity see that's why when when all of this crap started when I first got on terrestrial air and boy, that whole complex came after me like a swarm of bees and I didn't budge because if you move, if you run, what do bees do when you run? Right. And these aren't just any old bees. These are awful murder hornets. That's what the left is like whenever they, 
whenever they team up with the LGBTQUAIZ, uh, all of that industrial complex, not to be confused with your sane, loving, average, gay, bi, uh, lesbian person who's not a part of that industrial complex, not to be confused with that. You will not conflate that. Not on my show. So there's a very clear distinction for me about who does what and why. Intentions matter, right? So it's also very important to understand that that industrial complex is not just uh, centralized in America, in American politics. That's not their only interest. This is a geopolitical movement. Some of you don't realize that Black Lives Matter is global. It's not just an American phenomenon at all. Uh, They would have you believe that, and it works really well on liberals who feel guilty about the sins of this country, which, as you know, you've heard me say on my show a thousand times as a Christian, I don't feel guilty about the sins of this country because it's not my guilt to take on. I am... I'm here now during this era, this dispensation of time in order to ensure that liberty and equality prevail. I'm not looking back. I'm moving forward with the freedom of Christ. And I invite my brothers and sisters who are scared to death of this current DOJ and those swarms to stop being afraid. Find your spine. There's a great piece, matter of fact, on Twitter that my friend Larry Taunton, who was also on this week, I've had a great lineup of guests this week, and I have a wonderful guest Friday as well. Um, Clay Clark will be on with me tomorrow. Um, but Larry Taunton, uh, you know, we were talking about just the spinelessness of the church, and we wonder how we got here. We wonder why America First Legal has this on their, you know, on their uh, calendar, on their agenda, to have to fight. Well, this is why. Because the church has historically just been silent on these things. We just stay within our four walls and let the social, you know, social whatever, do whatever social whatevers are going to do. And then whenever you go to speak on these things, they swarm and they shut you down. That's exactly, they intimidate you, they extort, they blackmail, they do all the things that politicians do because that's what this is. It is a geopolitical fight. It begins in the spirit though. But Larry wrote this fantastic piece about candy-ass Christians. Love it. That was actually the title, but Fox changed the title. (laughs) He wrote it as an opinion piece, and it's up on my Twitter feed. You can also go to his and read it. I would prefer, actually, that you follow Larry and support his efforts. He is a brilliant scholar on all things history and religion, and he's just wonderful. Uh, Larry Alex Taunton. You can find him at Larry Taunton uh, on Twitter. So, But we're talking about candy-ass Christians, and you know exactly what that means. These are just, you know, noodly-spined people who will not stand up. But now, you know, you've got skin in the game where your kids are concerned, I hope. And so Ian just gave you the steps that need to be taken to take on this cabal. But whenever I first got on the air, we were dealing with a RIFRA uh, bill here in the state of Georgia. And if you recall, uh, you know, everyone said, oh, all the sports complex is going to leave and this is going to leave if you pass this bill. You know, the the, the LGBT uh, industrial complex made it all about something against gays, which it wasn't at all. It was to defend. We already have a federal RIFRA. Hello. Thank you, Bill Clinton. But, uh, but we needed it on a state level, right? And so no one really understood the legislation. And when you don't fully and thoroughly understand something and all of the nuances and all of the possibilities and all the way that words can be maligned and molested, um, the left does. They're way ahead of you. 
They're way ahead of you. They have thought every way to Sunday about how to completely cross-reference, cross-tease, dot-eyes, make eyes, tease, and tease eyes, and boys, girls, and girls, boys. They've thought of all of that already. Just like I mentioned in the beginning of the show with this one particular word, which I thought, huh, that's interesting. Now we've, we've changed words. Uh, gender expansive students. First time I've heard that word. What about you? Gender expansive. Basically, it's the Disney version of life, right? But now it's like real life. If you, if you think you're Mickey Mouse, you are, right? If you think you're Donald Duck, you are. That's part of that reality expansive or fantasy expansive. However, no, actually it would be reality in that case. So it's, it's really about reality expansion, gender expansion. See how that works? It really is that sinister. It is that defiling. It is that desecrating. That's a powerful word. It is that desecrating. Because it really does come down to creation. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm being very real as a minister. That is exactly what it is. It's this desecration of God's creation. And if you're looking at it from a spiritual perspective, if you're looking at it hierarchical, you see it spiritually and then it manifests in the physical. That's just how it goes. Everything that happens here on the earth first happens in the spirit. So that's why I'm, I always remind you it's Ephesians 6 and 12, but if you're not going to be a candy-ass Christian, you've got to show up and understand that there's a very real battle for the soul of this nation, but also, my God, the, the physical biology of your children. I mean, the mind of your children. I'm going to read something to you. I mean, I love this. Someone uh, someone sent this to me just this morning, actually, on... Um, on uh, on Twitter in a uh, in a private message. Here we go. Love this. Child development facts. At five years old, the human brain is ninety percent mass, but not fully built out. It is called the pre-operational stage until the age of seven. From seven to eleven years old. The brain goes into the, quote, concrete stage. In that stage, the neural connections are not yet formed, meaning that children cannot yet abstract concept. The prefrontal cortex governing the reason and the ability to form rational thought is not fully formed until the age of 18. Some would argue that that is actually extended to 25 so some also argue that, you know, that's why we accept uh, men and women into our military at the age of 18. Uh, because they, you know how we were at 18, fearless. Nothing was going to get us, right? We were just full, at least I was, uh, just as you can imagine. I'm 51 and I'm still full of that same zeal. Uh, so imagine it at 18, right? Who else is going to be willing to put on a uniform and take in charge a battlefield? A kinetic, physical battlefield. Well, let me tell you, you are not on a kinetic battlefield, but you are definitely on a battlefield. You know that, but that can become extremely news hyperbolic. That becomes hyperbolic rhetoric whenever you've heard it enough times. You just become numb to it. And until this crap comes to your school, 
where like in Wisconsin, they're telling parents that they do not, matter of fact, this was so egregious, my notes actually said, holy wow, hold on, I got to find my page. This was so good. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is going on right now? Of course, this says that, uh, in fact, our efforts to ensure students feel safe and welcome in our schools is a big point of pride. Shocking. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) This is amazing. I mean, it's a really good thing that my daughter does not go to this school. Okay. So... Ian writes, wow, unfortunately, ideological training such as this one aren't just sitting in the cloud. Eau Claire teachers are enthusiastically embracing them. For example, one teacher recently put up a poster in her classroom that brazenly lectured students, and I quote, if your parents aren't accepting of your identity, I'm your mom now. I want to say something so bad and it would just be so tasteless and and just not very ladylike, but I could give myself a pass and say that I'm just Southern and sassy that way. But can you imagine, can you imagine your son or daughter walking into the classroom every day with someone telling them that, you know, if your parents don't like you and they don't accept the fact that you're kind of confused about things because we've made you confused about things. Um, and you, and we've kind of inserted this lack of trust between you and your parents now, you know, that's what narcissists do. That's what abusers do. I know the, the, the word of the day is groomer, but let's just stick with abuse. That's something we can all understand. It's not hyperbolic. It is abuse. It is abuse. This is child abuse. What's happening to your children in, in, in their schools, both private and public abusive. So your student goes to school is extremely you know, vulnerable, right? You heard Ian say it earlier in the show. It's kind of this duplicitous thing, this duplicitous nature where, where children are confused because they, they, you are their parents. And so they want to trust you and have, right? But they get them whenever now they're getting younger and younger, but they get them whenever they're in this, this, this rebellious phase as it is, especially in high school. And they start inserting this, well, you know, if mom and dad, if you guys don't get along, you don't feel safe. I'm your mom now. Oh, I want to be so ghetto right now. I cannot even believe that that is the level of depravity that we find ourselves on right now. I really can't, but I do want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to get involved. And I don't care if your kids, you're paying taxes. You're paying taxes in these school districts. So that should matter to you. If you don't have a school, if you don't have a child in school any longer, who cares? You live in this country, don't you? You don't want to be governed by complete insanity and reprobation, do you? No, you don't. So get involved. Time to get involved. Pay attention to what's going on in your local school boards. As you heard Ian say, my God, you've got to have like a congressional hearing to get rid of some of these people in uh, in Virginia. And always keep it peaceful, obviously, Go through the steps that he outlined at the beginning of the show. But that right there, I left that up because I want you to take a screen. I wanted you to take a screenshot of that. I want that a screenshot in your mind. I, I want that etched, seared in your head as you're moving forward that that's what's going on. These children are vulnerable. And biologically, that's where they are in their development. That is where they are in their development. 
and they deserve a right. They deserve God's God-given right in order to develop as little people who have been created for great things and not confusion. Not confusion. As a mama and a grandmama, it just breaks my heart, to be honest with you. So get involved. He gave you the steps. He outlined them for you. You can do this. If they're making lists of you, it's time to start making lists of people and offenses uh, that are going on in your respective school districts. There's no doxing. There's no showing up at people's homes or, you know, showing up in a violent manner. There's none of that. You don't even have to resort to any of that. But you don't have to live afraid of the FBI showing up at your door because you have an opinion on something. And you know what? And they might. Welcome to the new America with a K. They might. God willing, this is just a season in this country. They might show up at your door, but is it worth it? Is it, are the children, is this country worth subjecting yourself to persecution? Possibly prosecution, mainly persecution, unless you do something stupid and criminal uh, against people that you disagree with on your school boards and your administrators. Uh, again, I, you know, we don't have to stoop to, to that level, all this swatting stuff. Oh my gosh. I just saw where Tim pool has been swatted again. Now it's become like a punked game. I think for he and his family, uh, for him and his family, but someone else was just swatted for those of you who don't know, uh, my friend Stu Peters was swatted, uh, the other evening. And that's where the SWAT team shows up at your house because someone has called pretending to be you saying that you are about to do something super bad and criminal. And it's probably going to involve a gun or explosives or something else. And before you know it, they all descend upon your home and all hell breaks loose. And there you are. (laughs) And people have been killed in the past. It's not funny, as you can imagine. You know, some SWAT teams have apparently just busted through doors. Uh, Stu's children were home. They could have been killed, murdered at that point. So, you know, we need to kind of clean that up, law enforcement. There need to be better practices put in place with regard to that. Now that you know that this is a trend, this is a thing, and people who are calling in to facilitate that, Um, those people need to be, uh, buried under the jail. As far as I'm concerned, it's not funny. It's not cute. This is not Jesse Smollett. Uh, this is, you know, it's awful. It's dangerous and it's extraordinarily unlawful. So I do hope that you guys are, uh, you know, behaving out there. Okay. I'm going to let you guys go. I do hope you have a good day and I do hope that you go to mypillow.com. And use my code Monica for a great night's sleep. I got to tell you, I love my bath, my bath sheet. I do. I just got my bath sheets this week and my pillows. I've never had a my pillow ever, and I've had the best night's sleep that I've had. I'm not just saying this because I have a code, because if it was a crappy night's sleep, I just wouldn't promote the pillows. But it is a great night's sleep. Uh, I can't explain what's in those pillows. <laughs> They're like magic. And, uh, I, you know, I just sleep super well. I like go to sleep and I don't wake up until I'm supposed to. It's great. I'm not tossing and turning and fighting with my pillow and trying to fluff it up, trying to squish it, trying to get it over here and over there. None of that. I just lay my head down and I go to sleep. Wonderful. Also the bath sheets. If you're a little on the rotund side, if you are tall, 
If you just love wrapping yourself up in something, the bath sheets are the way to go. That's all I'm going to tell you. I love the bath sheets and the rest of my products should be in this week. So you're going to hear about those too. MyPillow.com, code Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. Also head on over to my website, MonicaMatthews.com backslash GoldCo. And uh, you guys can check out my friends over at Gold Co. You know, we've talked about, I've been hashtagging silver for the past year before I ever uh, got into a relationship with these guys. Um, and yes, I do own gold. Um, and I do believe that precious metals are, are never going to be a fad or a trend or a thing of the past. I just don't. And so, you know, if you're looking to protect your life savings, protect your IRAs, protect your 401ks. This is definitely the place for you to check out monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. And until next time, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, like my t-shirts say, and my mugs and my caps and all that other stuff that you can buy at my website, act like one. <laughs>